Call anytime on the Harcourt's open line. 1300 736 736. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. Or text 0499 736 736. This is the Sporting Capital with Brett Phillips. Welcome to the Sporting Capital on this Monday night. Brett Phillips sticking around for another hour. We welcome the entire SEN network after the completion of the Australia-India Test Series, which has ended in a draw, the fourth test. So great to have the whole network with us. And, of course, if you missed the first serve tonight, you can catch up on the the podcast, of course, at sen.com.au or through the SEN app. That'll be up in the next hour or so. But happy to take your calls over the next hour, one 736 736 Harcourt's open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourt's. You'll move your Harcourt's. You can continue sending your text through on the temper text, 0433981116. Consumer choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair on this Monday night. So the fourth test, if you're just uh, catching up, having been listening to the radio all day, you're just turning us on for the first, the first time. In the last uh, half hour, the fourth test between Australia and India has ended in a draw as called uh, on SEN. India have secured a 2-1 series win against the Aussies after the fourth test in Ahmedabad. Uh, ended in a draw with the hosts, uh, retaining the Border Gavaska Trophy for the fourth successive time after the first uh, three tests ended in less than three days on Raging Turners, the series finale. And this is a real throwback when you look at the scores. Uh, it was played on a very lifeless uh, pitch, which has been the case in the subcontinent uh, going back. Um, as just 22 wickets uh, fell across uh, 15 sessions. So starting uh, day five today, still trailing India by 91 runs. Australia were comfortably steered to safety by uh, Travis Head, who made 90 and unbeaten um, 63 by Manus. Labuschagne as the match was called off early with uh, neither team capable of securing the victory today. Now at the conclusion of the match uh, SEN's own Barat Sundarason caught up with uh, Manus Labuschagne. Manus Labuschagne, thank you for speaking with SEN Desk Cricket. Um, you, you weren't very happy to leave the, the pitch, uh, Manus. You were enjoying your stint out there, just batting on a pitch which you know has played well for the batters. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't particularly like facing uh, Pujara and Shubman Gill. That's that stuff. That that stuff. Instagram and Twitter. That if you get out to that. So um, yeah, for me personally, it was just yeah, it was just about getting in the grind. It was a really important innings, um, especially at the start in that first session to, to go down one, well, to go in one down. Just you know, takes the winds out of the sails a little bit, and all of a sudden in the game. Um, you know, it doesn't get that hype and that energy that it needs on a day five. Uh, just on hype and energy, we come from three very exciting thriller-minute kind of test matches, and then to come to a pitch like this where uh, it was not easy taking wickets. Uh, how does that change the, the whole intensity uh, and just the momentum of how you've gone about the series? Yeah, I think it's a very good example. I think Uzi did it really well, and, and Vera just played the tempo of the game, and um, unfortunately, I um, I didn't do that the first innings, and I cost myself. You know, playing a shot that pretty out of character, trying to hit that sort of length ball real square. It's pretty bad batting, so I was pretty disappointed in myself. Um, and I'm saying that out there. You know, I really threw it away first innings. You know, because even on a day five wicket, I applied myself. I, I I adapted to the tempo that the game needed, and, and I was able to 
to keep going. Um, and so for me, it's a lot of learnings uh, from this series. Um, you know, I got a lot of starts this series, and unfortunately didn't go on with them all. But you know, you're relatively happy with how we played. I mean, like I just said that Delhi game is that key sort of linchpin that really just sits bad. Um, you know, we got outplayed in Nagpur. Uh, Delhi, we were the better team and then just, you know, had that bad hour where we didn't play very well as a team. And and then obviously in indoor, we played beautifully and, and, and we put a real good team performance, grinded on a, on probably the worst wicket of the lot. Uh, and just about your batting, Manas, we had a long chat before the series began in Bangalore. We spoke about your preparation and preparation against Spin, Ashwin, Jadeja. You were still averaging over 30 before you came to Ahmedabad on those really tricky pitches. Uh, you got the start, so uh, just the learnings from that, those three test matches in particular, before we get here? Yeah, I, I just found, I, I, well, I say that, I, I found a method that I think can work over here against the ball spinning away and the ball spinning in and... Um, I found the right tempo, and yeah, I, I just learned each test a little bit more about what shots are tougher to play, you know, how I can play at home and what can I do here compared to at home. And yeah, I just need to make sure I, I learn and, and um, you know, just keep, yeah, just keep putting that in the bank and, and learning um, about that because I think, you know, yeah, like, and then adapting to this sort of wicket mm. in between, I think, you know, same with Pakistan, I, I didn't adapt to the tempo of the game there, played a little bit high tempo and, and got probably four, yeah, three starts again in my five innings there. Um, so, yeah, oh, it's a lot of learnings. I'm, I'm very happy with, um, you know, a lot of how we've developed as a unit and how we've played. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's always bittersweet when you finish a test like this, you know, yeah. we'd much rather... You know, uh, a two and a half or three day yeah. and it's spinning big um, because it's testing. But I think you're in the game and, and it's it's exciting for fans to watch. Um, so, yeah, um, I've learned a lot this trip. I think that's probably mm. the biggest part is, is just the learnings and the, the ability to then hopefully take that into to when I come back here in a, in a few years' time. It was a first tour for quite a few of you as well, Manas, and you speak about learnings. Uh, you'll be back here in three, four years' time. I mean, are these learnings that, not just for you, but the young spinners or Cameron Green or even a Travis Head and Alex Gary, uh, stuff that you can carry forward uh, you know, to that next tour and just come back stronger? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I look at our team now, Next time we come here, we're probably going to be without Smith, um, Kawaja, mm. um, and, and and then obviously you know the likes. There's a few guys there that that, that sort of mm. on that you know early 30s. So you know we'll have to see where they're at. But I mean, very exciting for me is is obviously Cameron Green, um, Cameron Green, and and um, Todd Murphy Todd and Cooneyman. Yeah, and Todd Murphy, Cooney. Um, <laughs> And those guys, and then from a batting unit, I mean, Travis Head was excellent in the, in the, in the you know, obviously disappointed that he didn't play that first game, but geez, he's, um, he really showed that it doesn't matter the conditions, he can adapt and he's a player um, that's certainly, yeah, just unbelievable. He's batted so well and the intensity and the tempo that he's been able to bat at has been excellent. And Virat Kohli and you have had numerous chats out there in the middle while he's batting, while you're batting. Um, is that a friendship that we should know about? Like, is it? Is oh, it bad? I hope so. I hope so. Nah, we're just throwing a bit of banter out there. I was actually saying to him before um, when we shake hands, um, run off like you're going to put your pads on. Like, yeah, because <laughs> obviously we declared, I think, yeah. and then we declared. So, and I said, I'll oh, put your pads on and like, <laughs> run off just to give Smudge a bit of a yeah, a bit of a joke around. But no, nah, he's um, yeah, it's. It's yeah, it's so nice 
to, to be able to play in a series and then walk, uh, finish a series and be able to actually sit back and go, well, it's been, um, it's been pretty impressive. And finally, first, uh, is it box that you've ticked, first test tour to India? What was it like just playing in front of this crowd or this stadium and just the noise and, and the energy that Indian crowds bring to cricket? Oh, the energy is just fantastic. I just love playing in front of them. They're just such massive cricket fans. Um, the stadium's so big. I mean, it, it's sort of like the MCG, but just probably, um, yeah, probably just bigger. It, it feels massive. Um, yeah, it's just excellent. I mean, I think the Indian fans are always so welcoming. Um, they support cricket first and foremost, and they just absolutely love um, the sport and the and and they love all the players. And I think that's what's exciting about um, you know the, the Indian fans. They just they just absolute cricket tragics and uh, bodes well with me. Yeah, and they love you on social media as uh, well. Thank you, thank you so much, Manas Labashin. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank, thank you. So that is the voice of uh, Manus Labuschagne uh, catching up with this in cricket's own uh, Barat Sundarason after uh, play. So just recapping, of course, India uh, securing a 2-1 series win, uh, fourth test draw in Ahmedabad over the last hour or so. Uh, very, very lifeless uh, pitch. Um, Australia making uh, 480 and two for 175 in India. Only batting at the once, uh, making 571. Uh, Mark's in uh, Quakers Hill up in Sydney, I think. Uh, Mark, uh, you want to reflect a little bit on the cricket tonight? A little bit on the cricket, but first up, as a very avid Sydney Swans fan and diehard uh, Bloods fan, I would say that Sydney have the plans and the ability to go all the way to win the Premiership this year. Well, I think, you know, Sydney are always in calculations, aren't they, Mark? And they've been an incredible yeah. club in terms of how competitive they are and regenerating. They've added some great youth to that, you know, established core group and they've Very lost much. a bit of that core group. And I suppose when you, yeah, you get towed up in a grand final, it's always interesting to see how you respond. Uh, some teams haven't come back all that well, but you know, I think we'll back in uh, Sydney as one club that just doesn't fall away, Mark. Very much, and I just couldn't believe how we didn't turn up in the grand final last year. I mean, Geelong just simply outplayed us, and their defence was just too good. But this year, I think Sydney can take it. About the cricket, I think um, mm. the players really didn't play well in the first two tests, but they did in the third test, especially Nathan Lyon getting all the wickets he did. But seriously, I think the people who need their heads examined and need to be given the flick really quickly are the selectors and the admin in charge of the team because the first two tests were just an absolute joke. In that the first test, they didn't put our best batsman, Travis Head, in there. And then in the second test, our middle order virtually all collapsed for a very small amount of runs, and they all tried to play the same shot, the sweep shot, and it didn't work for any of them. And they should have thought after it failed for the first guy, okay, don't play that shot, but then the rest of them did. And then in the third test, their form picked up because they didn't make the mistakes in the third test that they did in the first two tests, as proven by how well our bowlers did and how well our batsmen did. Yeah. You can't. Be, you just can't be behind the eight ball when you go to a place like India. And, you know, to oh. lose that first test in, in that manner. And I, I'll never forget uh, sitting down on that Sunday afternoon. I'd been away for the weekend, came back and thought, OK, this is, Australia's right in, the, uh, right in the game here. This is going to be a big day of cricket. 
and within what half an hour, forty five minutes, you just couldn't believe what had unfolded. And suddenly, Australia's two 0 down in the blink of an eye. And you know, credit for them to come back in the third test, a better pitch. What sort of result might have we got? I mean, it would have been a great effort to get back and draw the series from the position we're in. But what's fascinating to me, Mark, is I mean, there is so much cricket. They plan the uh, the test calendar well out, so you know, you know, years before who you're going to be playing. Right. I think they do it in you know five, six, seven year cycles. But you know, these places, it's it's like all these subcontinent teams, other teams coming to Australia. I mean, back in the day, you had the, the tour matches leading up, and now we're coming straight in, and you know, we're, we're bringing, you know, either we're bringing a, a younger side to the subcontinent or. You know, uh, sides that haven't had much success in Australia are bringing younger sides, but not having any any time to really adapt and settle in, and and it's a bit of a you know a whistle stop, okay, in and out because we've got to get the next series um, in, in yeah, the calculations. Right. So it's yeah, it's hard to perform away from home in all these different cricket conditions. You need some time to Indeed. adapt to those conditions. And I've got one question about the pitches: Is there a particular standards the pitches have to be made by the curators too in other words is there a particular format that all the pitches have to be made to across the world you know like a certain type of grass a certain type of dryness and it just seemed to me that on the flip side of that the Indian ground curators were doctoring the pitches in very heavy favour of the Indian team shouldn't that be illegal well that's been an accusation that's been you know certainly pinned on uh, curators of not only India, but, you know, going back when there was more cricket in uh, Pakistan. In fact, uh, one's just come off the text along your line of thinking there, Mark. I mean, surely the ICC can have uh, some actual worldwide standard of pitches, and if the pitch doesn't meet the standard, actually actual real consequences and punishment can be given uh, even before the test. Uh, Blind Freddy could have seen this pitch wasn't going to do anything. Look, Absolutely. I'm sure there is. I'm not, I'm not sure of the exact specifications, but no doubt... Uh, there are, and it was the wasn't it the MCG curator game back a few years ago, Mark, that came under a huge fire. I think he it was either remo- removed from the position or just resigned after uh, he basically uh, produced a dud uh, for one of the uh, the Boxing right. Day tests. So, yeah, I'll I'll chase it up for the more specifics. But yeah, I mean, surely um, there is some minimum standards in terms of uh, pitch right. preparation around the world. That's right. Great work. Keep up the great work, uh, BP, and thanks for all the great work you and the crew have done over these uh, past days with the Indian Test. It's been a pleasure to listen to. Good stuff. Good on you, Mark, and that's the great part about SCN. We had the tennis on uh, tonight for those that want to listen to the tennis, uh, those that wanted to listen to the fifth day, uh, SCN, your home of sport across uh, lots of different platforms that you can consume uh, SCN and you can uh, you can choose. It's as simple as that. Uh, also on the cricket theme, uh, the Black Caps have got the job done. A, a thriller against uh, Sri Lanka. New Zealand uh, conjuring up a remarkable victory for the second time in two weeks by chasing down a target of 285 on the final day of a rain-shortened day five to beat uh, Sri Lanka by two tests in the first test in Christchurch. Uh, the win coming off the back of a one-run victory over England after, uh, of course, following on in Wellington at the Basin, uh, put the Black Caps 1-0 up in the two-match series and ended Sri Lanka's hopes of playing in the World Test Championship final. So Sri Lanka's loss uh, means that India qualifies to play Australia in the final at the Oval in London beginning on uh, June 7. If you've got any thoughts on the cricket, what you've taken in 
uh, during this uh, fourth test or a little summation of the series, you can certainly give us a call tonight on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or shoot through your temper text, 0433981116, consumer choice winner temper. It's about 4am where I am in Indian Wells, and I'm going to just plant myself nicely on the temper mattress and pillow in about uh, 45 minutes' time. Uh, adjustable bases conforming to the exact shape of your body. You cannot go wrong, uh, let me tell you. So you can discuss uh, the cricket. We're going to bring you a couple of chats. Hopefully uh, Steve Smith will hear from as well. He's had the big shoes, of course, of taking over from Pat Cummins the last couple of tests and has um, really, I think, slotted quite nicely back in to the captaincy chair. We'll also uh, talk a bit of footy in the uh, the build-up to uh, round one uh, this week. We'll hear from uh, David Kosh, who had a, a comprehensive chat with uh, Dwayne Russell earlier today about the uh, the normal topic that comes up at this time of the year, about the prison bar uh, Guernsey and getting that uh, sorted. Uh, Matt Hill will also hear from as well, who's going to be uh, stepping up to some prime-time slots uh, the magnificent uh, Melbourne Cup and uh, race caller in general does a beautiful job. Love calling the footy with uh, Matty throughout the year, but he's getting some prime time spots in 2023. So we'll slip into break. Plenty to come on the sporting cap on this uh, Monday night as we reflect back on the fourth test and recap the day in sport. Call any time on the Harcourt's open line. one 736 736 For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. Or text 0499 736 736. This is the Sporting Capital with Brett Phillips. Welcome back. Um, Monday night. Yes, it is Monday night. Well, it's early Monday morning, Kenny, at uh, Sandringham. You've acknowledged that, 4am. Yes, we're going above and beyond, uh, Kenny, but... Uh, we wanted to keep doing the first serve uh, live, even though I am abroad, but it's uh, yeah, a little killer here. It's like going back to uh, the overnight days, uh, hosting on uh, SCN, which I thoroughly enjoyed about uh, 15 uh, years ago, connecting with all the uh, night hours. So we'll uh, punch through the sporting capital in this hour. Happy to take uh, your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 temper text 0433 Maybe we can have neutral curators like neutral umpires in a series. Has it... Uh, come to that wonder ponder uh, Dan um, you know it's not something that's coming up every time there's a pitch to prepare uh, certainly it's raised its head a couple of times in uh, India uh, not always the case so whether we need to go to that sort of measure to have uh, neutral curators I'm not quite sure I need to think through that a little bit uh, more uh, we'll get to a couple of other texts in just a moment Steve Smith let's have a listen to uh, the standing captain for Pat Cummins and the former skipper, of course, uh, having a chat with Barrett Sunderason. Steve Smith, thank you for speaking to SEN Cricket uh, after the end of this uh, pretty fascinating test series, 2-1. Uh, to uh, start with, how do you see that result? Uh, does it kind of reflect how the series has gone? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, you know, I think from our point of view, you know, we, we sort of see Delhi as a missed opportunity. Um, you know, I've said it a few times now, that, that sort of hour of madness where we lost a heap of wickets um, was a big turning point, I suppose, in the series. And, um, you know, if we were able to navigate our way through that hour, things could have potentially been a lot different. But, um, you know, credit to India. I, I think they played some, some really good cricket. They've got a, a wonderful side filled, filled with, um, you know, plenty of superstars. So, um, you know, it was a really good series to be a part of. And, you know, I suppose 2-1 probably reflects that in the end. 
Uh, can you just look at that win in indoor even say yes i mean we miss mr chance in delhi but we did come back really strongly and won that match which doesn't happen very often winning a test match in india of course i, I think the way we were able to to come back in indoor was a, a huge positive for this group um, we were obviously pretty shattered after delhi and um, that break came at a good time for us i think um, a couple of days to reflect a couple of days to rest and then get back into our preparation and i think the way we came out and played in indoor after losing the toss um, you know it was outstanding and it just shows the um, the attitude this group's got to continue to improve and get better and i believe we did that as the series went on um, so yeah plenty of positives to take out of the series uh, can can you like just on, on how the team has finished the series is is does that do you look at that as a big positive moving forward uh, not just for this team but even for some of these younger members who will come back not just to india but other parts of the subcontinent how much confidence they'll take from here to there yeah absolutely i think some of our, our younger players and um less inexperienced players i suppose that have been able to play here and and see what it's like to play here in india and and what it's all about well um you know they showed a lot of progression throughout the series and and no doubt they're going to improve from this and take a lot from it so um you know it's a huge positive and um yeah hopefully all of our young players can continue to grow and and get better as players and you know that's the goal Yeah, three test pitches where uh, every ball felt like an event, and then you come here and it was a different kind of pitch, different kind of pace. Uh, so just just to take on this particular test match and this pitch and the adjustment that you had to make as a team for here. Yeah, I mean, it had a lot of similarities to Ranchi, I think, in 2017. Um, you know, I remember, I think, in the first couple of overs, I remember just talking to Andrew McDonald, and I was like. I didn't want to say anything to the group but I was like I think we've got to put a 5 in front of the score here um you know we're going to have to get up above 500 and um and put some pressure on that way um you know we fell just short of that but um you know I thought some about batters Usman in particular was was amazing throughout the series he played beautifully greeny the way he played in this match and took the game on and played with real positive intent um and then yeah Travis Head I think in the second innings showed showed how how good a player he is and how he's able to adapt to these conditions um so look I, I think there's there's plenty of positives to take out of this test match playing on this benign surface um you know the the way we were able to sort of play the long game and stay in it for as I suppose as long as we did um is a positive a world test championship final next same teams uh, different conditions uh still two months away um Are you looking forward to it? Uh, how different is it, the challenge going to be uh, against probably a different Indian bowling attack? I, I don't see them play three spinners there, uh, but you know, similar team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be so exciting. Um, you know, we I think the World Test Championship is such a great thing. Um, you know, every game has relevance over a couple of years, and um, you know, it came down to today. uh the the New Zealand Sri Lanka game when New Zealand just got over the line we we saw the, the Indian players come out on the field after lunch i think it was and um and to shake hands in you know congratulating each other on on making the finals so you know it's going to be a a great game and you're an unbelievable opposition no matter where they play um you know they've obviously beaten us the last couple of times coming to Australia so you know the oval um is probably as close to australian conditions as you get in in terms of pace and bounce for english conditions so 
you know, I think it should be a really good contest and um, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, last couple, Steve. Uh, just India-Australia, the rivalry among the fiercest in world cricket. Uh, but this series is very different to 2017. Virat Kohli couldn't stop speaking to all of you while he was out there in the middle. Just, just how the teams went about playing the series in a very fair manner. Yeah, I think it was just a, a really friendly series and guys were going out there and letting their skills take over and, and just playing the game. So um, I thought it was played in really good spirit and, um, you know, it was a wonderful series to be a part of. Uh, finally, Steve, on behalf of my original homeland, India, they love you here. Out there, it's Virat Kohli t-shirts, Rohit Sharma's t-shirts and Steve Smith's t-shirts out from sale. Uh, you've loved playing in India. India has loved watching you here. Just your journey in Test cricket over the years on these conditions. Potentially, you're not coming back. Never say never. Yeah, never say never. Um, but yeah, look, uh, it's been a, a great journey here. I've, I've loved playing Test cricket over here. Um, you know, it's a, a huge challenge. Uh, the Indian team's been so good for, for such a long time. Um, you know, in particular, the, the challenges I've had with Ashwin and Jadeja, uh, two unbelievable bowlers in these conditions. And, um, you know, it's just been a, a really good ride. I've enjoyed it playing over here. And, uh, yeah, like I said, never say never. I'm not sure whether I'll come back or not. But, um, you know, it's been, been great fun. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Steve. My pleasure. So there are the thoughts of Steve Smith. Australia, of course, a draw against India. If you're just catching up on the news in Ahmed about a very uh, lifeless pitch, some big scores for both in the first innings and uh, two for 175 for Australia in the second innings. But uh, India take the series uh, 2 1. Uh, just some footy news on the way to the break. Carlton uh, to unveil a couple of draftees. Round one against the Tigers this week. Uh, Ollie Hollands and Lockie Cowan recruited with uh, picks 11 and 30 respectively at last year's draft. We're told of their selection at uh, a team meeting today. The teenagers who both grew up barracking for the Blues will line up in front of uh, 90,000 fans at a sold out. At MCG on Thursday night. time on the Harcourt's open line 1300 736 736 for all things real estate speak to Harcourt's or text 0499 736 736 this is the sporting capital with Brett Phillips Sporting Capital Monday night edition, of course, uh, following Australia and India, drawing at the fourth test in um, Medabad. If you missed the first serve earlier, we're going to be uh, podcasting uh, that. Uh, that went to air across some stations on the SEN network, as others were uh, certainly taking uh, the cricket. We've heard from uh, Barat Sundaray, some big part of our SEN cricket team, a couple of chats 
uh, post-match with Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne. He's also teamed up with uh, Adam Collins, our leading caller uh, for this uh, test match, to uh, recap this test match and the series. For the last time, SEN Test Cricket to Henley Homes, henley.com.au. Adam Collins, Brett Sunderace, and Stumps Day 5. The test went all the way to the very end. Well, not quite really. Australia declared at 2 for 175 at the moment. They could, in order to shake hands. Labuschagne, 63, not out at the end, fought hard there with Stephen Smith, who made 10 in the final session. Before that, we had Travis Head top scoring with 90. Got done by a lovely piece of bowling from Akshar Patel, but 10 runs away from what would have been an important century for him here in India. Uh, Brett, all told, the day played out almost exactly as we thought it might on a surface that did get more interesting for the spin bowlers, but not really interesting enough. If today was day four, Adam, we would have felt, oh, wow, this could become an exciting test match. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Until Travis Head was bowled by that beauty of a delivery by Axel Patel. Think about it. The only wicket India got was the night watcher. And that too, if he had reviewed Matthew Kuhneman, he would have been deemed not out. So that's just how difficult it was to take wickets on that pitch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we expected uh, the declaration to come 10 minutes before the tea break. And I was right. It wasn't just me who thought that maybe Rohit Sharma could just, uh, you know, pull a uh, rabbit out of the hat and say, you know what, maybe I'm not, I'm not agreeing to this declaration. You, you have declared, you can't take it back. Maybe we'll try and chase it on. Because if you heard Virat Kohli or the stump mic, he did say, all right, light roller. And also, <laughs> uh, when I spoke to Manas for SEN, he said he actually told Virat as well, why don't you just go up and put on your pad, just and let's mess with Smudger for a while. So, you know, but it, that, it was that kind of day. You realize after the first first 15-20 minutes or so, or even after the Kuhneman wicket, uh, once Manas and Travis Head got into a partnership, uh, you knew there was only one way this game was going. It was just a matter of time of uh, whether India could take a few wickets uh, or whether one of the Australian batters could get to a milestone. Yeah, and I'm really happy for Travis Head. He passed 50 for the first time, but made contributions in all three test matches after being left out at Nagpur. Doesn't get the ton here. As you say, that really nice piece of bowling to go through the gate, but played some lovely shots through cover, especially uh, leaving this tour on a high note after starting it uh, down in the doldrums, having been dropped from the test team. Um, and you feel as though for Travis Head, he'll be back here in the future. Yeah. He'll be able to draw down on experiences like today, even if it was on a flat track, to know that he can make runs in India. Oh yeah, I mean for him to finish this tour on such a high after being left out of the first test and uh, we've spoken a lot about his body language after being left out of Nagpur, such a strong comeback. Uh, the second innings in Delhi, he had set the test match up for Australia and the number of times Steve Smith now in the press conference and even while speaking to SEN spoke about how that, that is the biggest disappointment for them for having somehow not made the most of the strong position they had in Delhi. But it was Travis Head who gave them that platform yep. with, with the way he batted on the second evening. And then the match winning innings uh, in a tricky situation even though it was just 76 to get in indoor. Uh, got runs in the first innings here, sort of threw his wicket away but today it was a mature innings. Look, the pitch had started doing a bit. There were a few balls that spun past his bat but he held his nerve, kept his composure, showed very good technique. Great signs for the future. Yeah, and Labuschagne 63 for 213 deliveries. He, he was frustrated through the majority of it but credit to him. He stuck it out, got to 50 himself. He'd been consistent through the first three test matches and by that I mean he was reaching sort of 20s and 30s, 49 on the first day at Nagpur, which feels like an eternity ago. But getting 63 not out, again, there's, there's a little bit there for him. And having fought hard against, again, the usual attack of Ashwin and Jadeja, they were the joint player of the series for their 25 and 22 wickets respectively at like 15 apiece or something absurd. So they were the clear uh, winners of that award, the player of the match for Atkoli for his 186 yesterday. The consistent theme coming through the Australian camp
that in their post-play interviews has been uh, the hour of drama at Delhi, the, the, the brain explosion at Delhi, whatever you want to call it, which uh, made it impossible for them to win there. You can see now they're already looking in the rear vision mirror and seeing a, a missed opportunity there. And had they had they stuck the landing at Delhi, we might be having a, a conversation about Australia winning a series in this country. Instead, it's 2-1, which in context is a good result due to how devastating that defeat was. And this is why Indians love to play against Australia, or at least the Indian fans love when the Australian team is here. Because think back to six years, Australia could well have won that test match in Bangalore. That yeah. was the missed opportunity in that tour, and they would then have gone on to win that series. Similarly here, uh, after the Nagpur collapse, you felt that, can this Australian team really lift themselves up? They did. They ran the game for so long. So I'm not surprised that they keep going back to that one hour where the game just turned. It, it wasn't 36 all out. It wasn't as dramatic as that, India and Adelaide. But in a way, in that context, it, it was. Uh, they blew that opportunity away. But look, they came back strongly. They won in Indore. Uh, they did everything you had to do on this pitch. Maybe they wanted to, would have liked to get a bigger score than just 480. Uh, but they played the game the, the way you could play on this mm. pitch or the pitch allowed them to play. Uh, so a lot of positives for Australia. But yeah, I mean, two times now on the trot, Australia are leaving these shows with the feeling of... Could we have just won here? With the same result as well as six years ago, 2-1 in India's favour. Uh, that means India go into the World Test Championship final, not really on the basis of the draw, but on the basis of what happened over in Christchurch. A thrilling finish where Kane Williamson made his ground by an inch on the final ball of the Test match to win by two wickets. If you haven't seen it yet, look at the highlights. They're quite remarkable. But it does mean these two old foes, Australia and India, will be taking the field on the 7th of June in the World Test Championship final on a neutral venue for the first time. Uh, it's going to be a massive event. It certainly was when India played New Zealand a couple of years ago. From my original homeland to your hometown, Adam, <laughs> in diff very different conditions. It's to be cooler in June, I'm yeah. assuming, much cooler than here. Anyway, uh, different pitch, there'll be bounce. It'll be a different look Indian side as well and Australian side. Both teams have played with three spinners uh, since Indoor. You'd expect the likes of Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood and Scott Bull and all of them to come into the reckoning. Similarly for India, they don't have Boomerah, but a lot of their superstar fast bowlers will be back. Different conditions, different setup. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this India-Australia rivalry just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, this is the friendliest India-Australia series I've yes. ever seen in my life. I was just noticing Peter Hanscom might not have got a spare of pads that he wanted from Virat Kohli. He spoke to us yesterday about it. But I saw Manas with what looked like a new bat. I don't know who's given it to him, but he looked very excited with it. I bet it's one of Kohli's. Uh, all that's left for us is to really say thank you. We've just done this on air, so I won't repeat everything I've said, but it's been a huge six weeks over here in India. From the first morning when there was the rat poo falling out of the roof <laughs> half an hour before we went to air, uh, through to Delhi when we were in a commentary box that, well, you couldn't swing a caddy and you wouldn't want to be in the cat swinging business in there. We found a way through that and got the show on the road. Uh, and then a, a wonderful experience last week at Indoor, which was a great ground to broadcast from and here at the Modi Stadium in Underbad where we've had the most enjoyable time across five days. We've had more time to breathe, Barat, and yes. uh, enjoy ourselves. And you've been my right-hand man throughout that so uh, thank you for being uh, not only our sort of local Indian fixer able to get all the problems <laughs> solved for us uh, minute to minute but a brilliant broadcaster in your own right so thank you for being uh, there for SEN and there for me throughout. Oh thank you so much Adam. I uh, know it was my big homecoming I hadn't seen home in uh, my original home in five years and I'm so glad I didn't come here alone I came with you and our, uh, the rest of our SEN team it's been it's been fascinating it's been wonderful uh, I, yeah, before I get very emotional about yeah. this uh, I, I'm just so glad you guys came 
and you got to see a side of India a lot of people don't get to see. I, I'm glad I could be the cultural attaché, as Jared <laughs> likes to call me. And uh, not just with the cricket, but just with every city we went to. We, we kind of experienced the culture, the food, uh, the music and everything else. So it's been a great experience for me. And thank you for being such a wonderful captain. Uh, a, a more, a more uh, thoughtful cultural attaché than Sir Les Patterson, put it that way. Uh, Brad Sanderation, Adam Collins, we have been here for SEN Test Cricket. Henley Holmes, henley.com.au. Can't wait to do it again sometime in England in a couple of months. Great to uh, listening to Adam and uh, Brett. And how good has it been to have uh, Test Cricket the last uh, few years on uh, SEM? Big series at home, big series abroad. And that's uh, what SEN is, bringing uh, great international sport to the uh, airwaves uh, wherever you're listening around Australia or uh, New Zealand. So it doesn't get much bigger apart from the ashes in Australia and India. So Australia falling short, a draw in the last test. Uh, the pitch not helping their cause to try and uh, square things up and get the series to uh, two all. It was uh, a batsman's uh, paradise and uh, damn hard work, certainly for the bowlers. But 2-1, uh, the uh, series win for uh, India. And as reflected there, Australia will uh, reflect back on moments that really cost them. Uh, certainly selection, you can argue that, but certainly the collapse uh, in the batting in the second test. Uh, put them behind the eight ball, 2-0 down. It was just uh, the worst position to be in. Fought back uh, really well to take that third test against the odds. Uh, not easy to do that away from home. And uh, the pitch uh, certainly playing into the hands of India. We'll come back and uh, wrap up the sporting capital. We'll hear a little bit of David Kosh and Matty Hill before we close at 11. Call any time on the Harcourt's open line. 1300 736 736. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. Or text 0499 736 736. This is the sporting capital. Welcome back, uh, Sporting Capital, rounding at a uh, Monday night. Earlier today on uh, SCN, Dwayne Russell uh, caught up with the uh, Port Adelaide chairman, David Koch, to discuss the club's uh, recent announcement regarding their prison bar Guernsey. Here's a, a part of that chat. Somebody who knows more about Port than me, David Koch, has been good enough to join Port Adelaide chairman. Welcome to you, Koch. You're great to have you on. G'day, Dwayne. How are you, eh? Yes, it's, uh, you could almost smell the season ahead of us, can't you? It's uh, exciting. S- cricket goes on too long, don't you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so you won't be watching day five? Well, when, when it drags on like it has this test, maybe you're right. <laughs> but uh, it'll be over tonight, Koshy, and then there it'll be go. footy season for even cricket fans. Uh, Port Adelaide's had a win before round one, though. You got them a win. You got them four points. You got them the prison bar jumper back for round... <laughs> Three, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great result, and uh, you know it means you know more than anyone means a lot to our members, uh, a lot to our people, and sort of we've we've been annoying everyone for years, and we do it every year around this time. We uh, formally apply uh, to wear uh, the prison bar Guernsey for our home showdown, and. Uh, you know, we've uh, this year it's been um, a, a terrific result, which is which is great, and and really came out of the blue. I was talking to Jeff Brown uh, on a different AFL matter last week, and uh, he goes, "You know, gosh, I just respect the history of your club. Uh, we got to get this done this year." And uh, <laughs> I must admit, it shocked me a bit, and I said, "Mate, let's have, let's make it happen." So we caught up at the. Uh, the president's meeting on Thursday after that, and 
uh, agreed to it Friday night. The AFL signed signed off on it, so um, it's it's happened pretty quickly. So was it? So there he is, uh, David Kosh. Uh, this is part of the chat with uh, Dwayne Russell, quite an extended chat uh, earlier today. You can catch that uh, full discussion at sen.com.au, the SEN app, where all our podcasts are stored across all the shows on uh, SEN. And it's a pretty comprehensive chat and a big year, isn't it, for Port Adelaide and Koshy and Ken Hinckley in the final year of his contract. Uh, Julian DeStoot in the morning's chair earlier today, catching up with uh, Matt Hill, of course, great race caller very good football commentator about uh, his new commentary role in 2023. Joining us in studio now, man's got a, well, he's always got a big week with his racing commitments, but now it's uh, footy as well. Matt Hill. Hello, Matty. Jules, good to, uh, good to talk to you. Good to be with you. Uh, gee, it's crept up on us, hasn't it? Doesn't the footy it creep season, up quick? Just driving in, listening to the Mike Brady tunes. You're, you're pumping <laughs> us up beautifully. Can't wait. Thursday night footy. How do you go calling footy? How, do, is it, uh, do you find it as, as difficult as racing, how different is it to, to calling a game of footy than it is calling a big race? Well, it's completely different, really. Uh, in a horse race, they wear different colours, don't they? Mm. They don't on a footy field. Um, but some of the disciplines are, are completely the same, and then there's some that are just completely different. Um, I find uh, the challenge for me is you don't want to call a footy game like a horse race. Mm. You don't want to sound like a, a yep. race caller. So there's that little bit of adjustment that you have to always think about uh, when you're calling the different different sports. But, um, I mean, Melbourneian, you know, brought up in, in the western suburbs of Melbourne, um, it's not Melbourne without the footy on. Mm. Uh, and now we feel like uh, the heart beats back in Melbourne this week, don't we? It's, it's uh, just fantastic to uh, be able to... Get into the into the city, and everyone's wearing their scarves and catching the trains and going to the footy. So can't wait. So regular on Thursday night footy this year. I tell you what, you got some absolute crackers to start the season oh, on Thursday sure. night. Uh, none bigger than Richmond Carlton. But if you look at that first month, there's yeah. just huge games on a yeah, Thursday night, which, which yeah. it, it should be. It and should Carlton, be a marquee Geelong night. Second week yeah. as well. Um, I'll be fascinated to see, you know, if you, you start from the grand final backwards, um, how Geelong, they were just imperious in that grand final. Can they back it up? How does Sydney recover mm. after getting an absolute belting? Um, Richmond, an interesting couple of, uh, you know, uh, new names, Taranto and Hopper. Carlton started last year so well. Yeah. And interesting to hear that you're saying there's maybe a little injury uh, cloud on a couple of it got them. a couple, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out on Thursday night, but uh, we, we won't know until we uh, we kick it off, really. You called footy with Jared before? I have, mm-hmm. eight years ago wow. uh, on the ABC. So uh, he's an absolute joy to work with, so can't wait. Uh, we'll be nice and pumped up by 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Absolutely. Uh, racing on the way. It was a scary weekend, two weekends in a row now. So that is uh, Matt Hill, who is a very talented man, very funny man, uh, Matty. Looking forward to calling a bit of footy. Um, in 2023 with uh, Matt. See, that's how talented he is because I could never be a race caller. That is one profession that I absolutely admire, whether it's uh, whether it's the thoroughbreds, whether it's harness racing, whether it's um, the dogs. Uh, that is an art, and Matty does it exceptionally well, and I love calling footy with him. He's got the beautiful dulcet tones. He brings his own style and a bit of banter as well, and uh, we have uh, we have a good time. So it has crept up on us. I'm very much in tennis mode over here in Indian Wells, but I've got to switch my hat to footy upon returning home, and yeah, cannot wait. It's uh, it's a huge uh, a huge season ahead. So many interesting storylines of whether the 
the Cats can go back-to-back, uh, to back, uh, teams under pressure. The Gold Coast, can they step up and make the finals for the very first time? Port Adelaide and the uh, situation with uh, Ken Hinckley, what's going to be the pass mark for Kenny to keep his job? Will a call be made on that if things go pear-shaped for Port Adelaide in the early part of the year? Uh, St Kilda with the, the latest developments around Ross Lyon and some uh, leaked audio out of the coach's box. How's it going to be shaping up Ross uh, 2.0? There's so much to look forward to. Thank you for your company. First serve Sporting Capital tonight. I'm going to enjoy another big week in the Coachella Valley. I'll talk to you next Monday night.